Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Trust and Believe. I'm your host, Sean T. And when I tell you this is one podcast where I literally do not want to be sitting down, do you hear me? It's Pride Month, first of all. So I just want to twerk, celebrate, pop, and lock anyway. And secondly, we have a very special guest with a very special story. But before I drop into her story, I have to tell you guys about Tansy. Okay, so first of all, I'm scrolling through social media and I just see somebody getting it. My algorithm brings me to a couple of different things. They bring me to beefy, muscular men <laughs> and they bring me to like women who can <laughs> dance their ass off. And so I found this incredible dancer. First, I was just like, wow, the vibe is dope. And then I started following and I was just like, wow, this is so cool. This person is so dope. The smile, the hair, the moves. And I wanted to check in just a little bit further. So without further ado, we are going to get a lot of great energy today with my guests. And we're going to find out something really amazing, a really amazing part of her story that's going to fit right in with Pride Month. So get ready to trust and believe. What's up? This is Sean T, and it's time to trust and believe. Tansy, welcome to the show. Oh my gosh. Literally just hearing you say all of those things, this is the biggest full circle moment for me. I am so obsessed with you. This is the best day ever. (laughs) I didn't say your last name because you're kind of like Madonna to me. You should just be Tansy. Like, you should just be... (laughs) Tansy, like that's all you need. But anyway, <laughs> tell us about you. Give us a bit, little backstory. You know what I'm saying? Because your energy is so lit, and I just feel like people need to be in a mood to celebrate today. I went to college. I the only thing I cared about was basketball and boys growing up. That's it. That's it. That's all I cared about. <laughs> and <laughs> yes. yes, and then. I graduated college and I wasn't a basketball player anymore. And I kind of lost myself a little bit, not really knowing who I was without that identity, but I still became a teacher. And I, I did that because I knew it was the only way that I could keep basketball in my life. So I became a teacher so that I could be a basketball coach as well. And so I pursued that. And I also think that I thought that that was what I was supposed to do. It's all I knew that... It's all that I was really exposed to, to be able to 
use my skills, I think. And so at the same time, I actually, I didn't label it depression, but I remember not wanting to get out of bed. I think because of that loss of identity of just not really knowing what the purpose was anymore. And I got certified to teach dance fitness. It was Zumba at the time. And I remember calling my mom and crying and being like, I am so lost. Like, I do not know what I'm doing. And she was like, go, go do that dance thing. And there are a million things I needed to do. I was a teacher. I was a coach. There were so many things I, I should have been working on, but she was like, go focus on the dance thing. And so I, I literally remember, it feels like a movie in my mind of being in alleyways, like creating choreo in my head and getting my life back and coming back to me. It really feels like a movie. And that was the beginning of just coming home to myself, I think, and finding that passion again. And I ended up getting married and settling down as a teacher. And I kind of realized throughout those, it was six years of teaching that I, there was something more in me that I wanted to do. I liked what I was doing. I was happy. I'm always going to find the joy, but I, there was just something in me. And that was when I actually started to pursue Sue Beachbody and network marketing. I freaking joined Danielle Tony because she was a teacher. <laughs> like, she, yes, yes, yes. So I was like, well, if she's a teacher, then I can do this. And so, and she's amazing. She was an amazing coach and I learned so much and I learned how to just take responsibility and use resources that they're right there. Like instead of waiting for someone to teach me or give me a certification or say that I could do this, it really taught me to just chase my own knowledge. And that's literally, you were the reason I showed up to do my workouts every single day. Like I was insanity and sanity max 30, anything Shanti, that was it for me. <laughs> Which is, yeah, like this is a crazy moment. And I would teach and then I would coach and then I would come home and I would, everyone would go to bed and I would study and I would learn and I would work on the things. And long, like just moving forward, I started to grow myself and feel stronger from those experiences and feel like I could take a, I just started to, open my mind to what was possible. And I ended up leaving my marriage. I can speak on that if necessary, but it wasn't great. I think everything was good and I had to have the faith. I had to trust and believe that there was something great. I had to give up good for great. And so I left my marriage. I retired from teaching. I moved across the country and I was like, I'm going to bet on myself. And I started this turn up dance fitness thing and I, I was, I remember I was turning 30 and I was kind of sad about being divorced, like not where I thought I would be at 30. And mm. I was like, I'm going to do something different. And so I started this 30 day challenge because I was turning 30 and took everything you taught me and Beachbody taught me and applied it and made it my own and did it my way and just kept showing up and through that, I now have this empire called Turn Up Dance Fitness and we dance it out, but we also work on the mental, we work on the soul stuff, we work on loving exactly who you are. And that has always been my message and why I think I talk about my dad and how much impact he's have had on me and his coming out and being true to himself. My message is constantly like, you being you is 
the most powerful thing you can do. And long story long, I feel like that was kind of long, but. I think what you said that was so powerful. A lot of people don't understand that it's okay to move on from good to go after great. I want to ask some like pinpointed questions because I think these are some of the things that people go through a lot. Leaving your marriage that's good, but you weren't greater. There are a lot of people that are stuck in that situation. It could be a boyfriend, it could be a job, it could be a it could be a marriage, it could be a, a friendship and a relationship that people are just holding on to because it feels comfortable. Mm-hmm. If you could look back, and this might be a really tough question, but if you could look back, what were those three, four, or five steps that you took to make that big leap and very hard decision? Hmm. Yeah, that's that's a good question. I think it's hard because I don't think, I think you nailed it in that it's more than one thing. I think a lot of times people think it's like, okay, I'm going to bet on myself. I'm going to take this leap and boom, you're living this new life. And it's like, you literally have to take that leap every single day. I really think it was just every single day deciding that I was going to chase that feeling that I had and see where it took me. And I think working on trusting myself and trusting that feeling that I had is what it took. And I, it's hard to determine what it truly was. Mm. It's just, there's always doubt. I think people mis, misinterpret that too. Like I still have doubt today. It's choosing to value it's choosing to value your potential more than your doubt. Because I think that that is, that's just what I do every single day, still today. Yeah, that's really amazing. And you mentioned this a little bit before, but I want to say that with it being Pride Month, (laughs) you kind of experienced what it's like to come out. Because I think that one of the, another reason why I'm so happy to have you is because Pride Month, we do talk to a lot of LGBTQIA plus people, and mm-hmm. there's always like that coming out story. But I think you are a great bridge for even heterosexual people out there to be inspired by the coming out story of the LGBTQIA plus community. Because I think, like I say in my book, we're everybody's in the closet about something. Mm. And so... You wanted to change your life from a teacher to being in a marriage. And I'm sure it was a hard decision to go talk to your spouse. So this is the change that I want. This is going to better my life. And then on top of that, you've experienced a major family (laughs) coming out. So let's talk about your dad, because I'm really interested in this part of your story as well. Yeah. Yeah. So what everything you just said I agree with so much. And I was just talking to my dad the other day about all that and how, like you said, everyone has a secret or every everyone has something that is they think is holding Everyone's in back. a closet about something. <laughs> crazy. Yeah, that's so good. And it's like you choose your heart because that's so hard too, to know or to feel that you're not living true to yourself. That's so draining. And I think we've all been there. It's you lose yourself, you lose your passion. And my dad said that it came out in other ways for him. Like he abused alcohol, he abused 
drugs. He abused him like himself. He didn't treat himself with respect because he was living with this secret. And I can't imagine how much courage it took. But like you said, I think it takes courage for everyone to just not only not only the coming out part, but the finding yourself part that I think he had shoved it down so far that the actual work was the work was done in him being true to himself and admitting it to himself that he wasn't living his true life. And after that, when he got to that point, when he did the work to do that for himself, the rest just came to fruition for him when he was honest with himself. You know? like he was able to blossom. I think you hear a lot of times kids coming out to parents, right? It's always yeah. like the kid comes out to the parents or to a guardian or whatever. What was it like for a parent to come out to his family and to his children to be specific? I mean, that you just hear it the opposite way all the time. Yeah, that's a great question. I It's crazy because I don't remember being like, I don't remember being sat down. We were young, my sister and I, but I don't remember the process. That's all I remember knowing. I don't think they ever hid it from us. I don't think they made it a big deal. It just was what it was. And I think too, what it all taught me that I realize now are two things. Like one, the way you respond to stuff like that is what makes you. It's not my parents Obviously my mom, man, she would be one to talk to her heart. Like I can't even imagine, but she loved him through it because of us and because she cared about him. Yeah. And so, and then that's like tear jerking (laughs) that like almost makes me want to (laughs) cry, you know? Yeah. And they just came together. And although I'm sure it was so difficult, they did it for us and the respect level they loved them. They loved us more than they could be mad about the situation. And it's just to watch my parents respond to such a hard thing, I think just taught me so much about how to respond to things. Oh, and the second thing I was going to say that I, I really didn't think about until I was about to get on this podcast with you is I think it taught me that we take things that other people go through and we make it about us. Like we make it personal. Mm. And I think for the longest time, yeah. (laughs) it's not about you. And for the longest time I made, I made my dad's thing that he had to do for himself. Like I could cry. I made it about me. Like I was mad at him too. But I realized him doing that for himself is what made me able to do those things for myself now. And it, it wasn't about me. Like it was about him having to do what was best for him. And so often people will take these things and just make it personal. Your mother, number one, I'm sure the conversation that they had prior to you all even knowing was a response and not a reaction because you, she clearly loved him. And then their love together for you and your sister created more of a response than a reaction. And then you guys were able to like flow through it, even though it affected you in many ways, because as it would, because you were younger. But I just think that that one was really powerful, being able to learn how to respond instead of react. And yeah, I think that I've almost mastered that as I'm wow. in my 44 years here, but it was really tough. We are in living in a world almost, and tell me if you agree with this, where like 
we are so focused on our feelings, which I think is important. Like our feelings are valid and we should honor them, but we shouldn't make every decision based on the way it makes us feel. Like I think, or the way we feel like my mom had core values in herself of how she wanted to live and integrity with the person she wanted to be. And same with my dad. And it's like, although you felt this way, they didn't let the feeling dictate the person they were like showing up for your Shanti workouts. I don't feel like it, (laughs) but (laughs) my val my core value is that I'm going to show up for myself today in this way. And my feelings aren't going to make that decision for me. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Did your parents continue to live together after they knew? Like, how did they, how did that play out? Because I think a lot of people might want to be like, well, how did that work out? You know, (laughs) after my husband comes out. Yeah, I, it's crazy because I don't really talk about this because I don't think I realize how much it was a part of my story until being asked to talk about it. But my dad moved to Chicago and my mom, we lived in Michigan. So every other weekend they would meet halfway and we would go hang out with my dad and his partner. And then we lived with my mom most of the time. So yeah, I mean, they both had to work really hard to make sure that they were both a part of our lives. I think, and I think the other thing that was really interesting, what you said before is he didn't sit you down. There was, it was just, it was what it was. And I think the reason why I'm so interested in that is because our twins, our boys have only known two dads, you know, their entire life. And we wake up this morning and I go to the bathroom and I come back and everybody's in my bed. And when I was growing up, to even think that that was a possible, not only would I be married to a man, but I would have two kids that are genetically ours mm-hmm. in a, each in a sense. It's just, I always think, do children even, do they just know love? And so yeah. the fact that yours came at a later, your experience came at a later date, if you will, it's kind of like, I know it affected you, but the process is still love. You know, and I think that's just so important. I always thought my dad was so cool. Like I, I could cry again. I just think he's like the coolest person. And so I think that I always thought that I think that being gay is cool because that was my dad. So like I grew up thinking Mm. that that was, that was dope. And so I think that helped me be who I am because I think being different, I saw my dad living differently and I thought the world of him, Luckily, like my philosophy is being different is good. It is a freaking like superpower to be able to own that like that. I don't want to be like everybody else. I look at you and I'm like, oh my God. Like there is Lil' Kim, Nicki Minaj. Stop um, it. (laughs) Sweetie. uh, Lotto. 
there is like all the Meg the Stallion. I name all pretty much ethnic women. I said, listen, when I saw you, I said, listen, you better come out with an album. I would literally be your biggest fan. I'll be at the I'll be like, yo, I'm old as fuck, but can I be your backup dancer? Because oh you know what you said about your like your dad being gay is cool and being different is cool. Like that literally because I was gonna ask you, like, how did you get to that place of like you have a vibe that's I'm not trying, but like I'm here and I'm here for it. And so <laughs> I need, I like literally need to come into your world because I'm like, yo, like, oh, the I literally was that almost have, like, do you need me to fly to you to come do this interview? Cause I can come in person. <laughs> Damn. I wish we would have did that. We're going to, we're going to hang out one day, but how does that tell me the process of that? And like where you are today. And like, you went into the studio and you teach these classes. I even texted Chip, I think yesterday or the day before I said, listen, it was one of your videos of you teaching. First of all, you were doing some mountain climb or floor sprints or whatever. And then you got up and then it was a groove with the step touch. I said, listen, she's trying to come for me. So we need to do a class together because I'm just not here for somebody trying to oh come for me like that. But anyway, so like, I just like, I'm just amping you up because I just need people to know, like I know talent. I know people who are like genuine behind the camera. It's very rare. Mm -hmm. And so like, just give me that roadmap to how you literally took all of that from a child to where you are now to just like exuding that confidence. And I know you empower um, women often. So tell me all about, I just need to know. I, I just need to like breathe for a second because all of that coming from you is everything. Thank you so much for that. I, so true. geez, <laughs> I'm going to cry again it really is a full circle moment being here because I remember being a teacher in my classroom, like on my planning period, like I sent you that video, doing your workouts and being like, I want to do that. I'm going to do that. I want to be like him. <laughs> and it's just, it's such a good question because I think it's actually people who doubted me that really helped me get here. To be honest. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not, I really am thankful for the people who believed in me. Like, man, they're still rocking with me and I am so thankful and I couldn't do it without them, but it's the doubt. I could go through scenario after scenario after scenario of people. Be, I mean, I'm not a dancer. I played basketball and then became a teacher. And now you found my, yeah, I work my ass off to become good and do things with passion. And people have doubted almost everything I tried to do. And it's, I'm like addicted to proving to myself that I'm going to be somebody. Like I always have just been like, I don't know what it looks like, but I'm going to be somebody. And when I say I'm going to be somebody, I, I also am so thankful that you made the point to say like you're helping people because that's the number one goal. But I think even with my dad's story, like the best way to help people is to follow your heart. He didn't, show me how to do that. I just watched him. And that's how I watched him and my mom. They didn't write out the book of how to love or how to get through this. You showing up for yourself and chasing your dream impacts people more than you could ever know. And that's mm. like people who are hiding don't realize the impact that they will have by showing up. You know, I'm, I'm actually in therapy right now. And um, 
Oh, well, we can talk about that too. I'll tell you a little yes. bit of my story, but I would love to, to no, like normalize that as well. In all of my therapy sessions, I'm going through the same thing. I'm like in, so you played sports, I ran track. And so I'm constantly in this passing the baton zone. Like I'm constantly in the transition zone right now. And my therapist is challenging me to be like, so are you passing a baton? Or are you receiving a baton? And then now I have to dissect where that is. And with that said, it's just, I'm trying to figure out where my life is, where it needs to go, but I'm trying to figure that out in a happy state. And so mm -hmm. anyway, I say all that to say that it's just super cool to talk to somebody that like is understands and processes the change that's really, really important. But tell me about <laughs> therapy, because I think people need to hear that as oh well. Gosh. Dude. Therapy has changed my life and I avoided it for the longest time. I don't know why. Honestly, the reason why is because I just didn't want to make the appointment. Like it wasn't because I didn't think I needed it. I knew I was like, yeah, that's probably going to be good for me. But that sounds like a process that I don't want to deal with. <laughs> my sister said this to me. She was like, <laughs> she was like, I'm so proud of you. And she has seen me do a lot of things, but I've never seen her more proud of me than making the decision to go to therapy because she was like, that is the ultimate form of self-love by doing that for yourself. And I think that's what it is. It's just showing up for yourself in that way and taking time to face things that you don't make time to face and think about mm. them in that way is so powerful. And I think one of the biggest things he, my therapist said to me, he was like, you turn up for a living. He's like, you turn up, you dance. He's like, that's your body does that all the time. He's like, but your mind is doing that too. He's like, your mm. mind is turning up. And he's like, that's why I'm, I'm very much, I think I can relate to you in the way that my life has been such a grind to where now I'm like, man, I want to pick my head up and be able to enjoy. I want to just be human, not worry about being the most successful human in the whole world. I want to be human. A little bit ago, you said, I want to be somebody. Like, I literally need you to wake up in a mirror every day and be like, I'm Tansy. Like, it's mm -hmm. not, I want to be somebody. It's not, yes. I, it's not, I am somebody. Like, no, bitch, yeah. I'm Tansy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, get into it. You have, you help people turn up for a living. And I think that that makes it real mm -hmm. because I talk to myself in the mirror. Do you hear me? I'm like, listen, on them days where I just ain't feeling it, it might be a lot for a lot of people out there, but listen, before I get in that yeah. shower, I told people this before I, before I get in the shower, I said, well, now I love my entire body cause I'm lifting. But I, what I used to do is I used to turn around and look in the mirror at that booty. I said, listen, if there's nothing else, that I'm feeling great about. I know that is something that I got and I can twerk it and I can pop it and I can, I got rhythm. So I just want you to find a way every day yeah. to live in that moment. And I know the thing is like we both inspire people daily, but we also have to like, I too have to make myself go into that headspace. Yeah. I don't have to think about the future because I am now. Obviously you are so confident and you're at a point where you are really inspiring people to own who they are and be different and be it. You're in energy. That's what I think. Life is energy and you, people feel your energy. People feel my energy and you can't put like your hands on it. It's just something that you create, but 
what did you do to get to that point of being able to look in the mirror and then tell people, yeah, I'm looking in the mirror and I'm telling myself I'm the shit. What I think that I want to do that more. I think I do it to a certain extent, but to just fully own it. Do you remember that your process to get to that? Yeah, it pretty much. I've always been like confident, but yeah, a lot of my confidence had question marks. And most of it is because of what I went through in the past. Like it was just life and moving to different cities. And do you fit in here? And what does fitness mean? And not being this. And like a lot of it was ethnicity and being black. And there was all of these things. And then I'm just like, well, I can't change any of these things. I can't change the fact that I'm gay. I can't change the fact that I'm black. Don't want to. I love being gay, by the way. I'm glad you love gay people. So much. Like none of like I'm I realize that I'm I do not want to change my personality. I cannot change my genetics, meaning my body, but I can work on it to the best of my ability. I change from trying to lose weight to being like, well, that shit is stressful. So let me figure out what it's like to put on, gain healthy weight. It's so much better. And so I think the short answer is it was a process to get to this point, but I truly now don't give. I, I think that I just got tired of giving a fuck about what people thought about me. And it's, the, it's one of the reasons why I really love people like you and people that I meet who know me from insanity and they understand that the Shanti in that workout really wants you to succeed. And they know that that 30 minutes is a place in time. Because like you also understand like the me that just wants to cut up and I want to dance and I want to be fast. Like this year, I, I posted about this, but I mean, I, I lost like tens of thousands of followers when I started to show more than this is how you get abs. And well, whether those people still do my workouts or not, I don't know, truly don't care mm. because it feels so much better. It just feels better like your dad. It just feels better to be all of me than to only be a point of me. And the last thing I'll say is when you meet me on the street, I don't, I want you to be like, oh, like that's literally the Sean on social media. Because like when you meet me on the street, I really don't want to do pushups. If we had a, if we're at a bar, I'm like, we're going to have a motherfucking drink. If there's music playing in the store at a Walgreens, we going to dance. I'm like, that's just my personality. So it just took a while for me to get to that place. It is a little bit hard to be like, oh my gosh, like these people don't like me anymore, but I don't care <laughs> at the yeah. same time because it's, it is. So that I think that hopefully that answers your question. Yeah. It's doing you knowing that some people won't be okay with it and being okay. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. With it. Think about when you're in a dance class or you're teaching and you're on stage. And you have all these people in a room. And when you're dancing, you're releasing emotion. You're in some way telling a story from just the way you feel. The beat hits. The song probably got some ratchet ass lyrics. You popping that ass. Like, if you did that on the street corner, 
probably more than half the people that are driving down that street is going to be like, this woman's crazy. But you're in a room where people are like, not only do I love you, but I'm going to do exactly what you tell me to do. So my question is, would you rather live in that room or would you rather live on the street corner? So for me, and it's okay if you live on the street corner because, you know, you might be at that place in your life. But I'm just saying that if you're living in that room, even outside, even when you're on the street corner, it's so much better than trying to conform instead of going outside. I'm like, I'm just going to, I'm going to wear a suit because this is what I'm supposed mm-hmm. to do. Like I went to a wedding with my husband back in my hometown. And I'm like, I'm purposely having on pink motherfucking nails walking up in this church. Mm-hmm. Because like when I was a kid, I was like, I have to look like this. My whole point is you, like when I watch you through the screen, just like when you were in your car singing your song, I'm like, listen, I'm literally, I'm saying to myself, I'm like, I hope she knows how fly she really is. And like to like take that fuel of that, of who you are and just continue to be that and the and however it evolves, you know? Thank you so much. I think I there's a quote like go where you're celebrated, not tolerated. And it's yeah, that's always in my mind. Go where you're celebrated, not where you're tolerated. I also think that it's okay that you're not for everybody because you like when you are you, so you inspire people more than you could ever even imagine. Like I'd rather that. And that's I think too. I think you do that so well is And I think that's my mentality is when I do find that doubt, when I do worry, when I start to worry or start to shrink up, it's, it's not about you. Like you have to show up big because it's like your duty. If you don't, you're not going to impact the way you're supposed to. And so when you step back and you make it not about you, it doesn't become as scary. You don't worry about the little things. If my hair is off or whatever, because you know that the real thing is that someone is on the other side of that screen or someone is (laughs) needing you to show up not perfectly. It's also one of the things about, I use social media a lot because I just feel like while social media has always been great, the pandemic has just created this like presence and planning for people to be like, I'm going to plan to show what I am. Mm. And now I think it's funny, like last night I posted a video of me like playing this stupid wordle game or I post me in the gym and working out. People don't, I don't get the 30,000 and 40,000 likes that I would if I was doing something else, but I'd rather you stick around so you can see all of me and just being me. And like, I just want to empower people to continue to do that. I think you had to go through everything you went through though, to get to that point of being like, I don't, I'd rather have this right here, you know? Yeah, it's funny when you said when you turned 30, because I'm looking at you like, what? You over 30? Come on. <laughs> Talk to me a, a little bit more about the women's empowerment, because I, mm-hmm. the reason why I want to bring that up, it kind of goes along with what we were talking about, talking about. A lot of people, when they think women's empowerment, they think buttoned up, speaking on stage in a suit or like this amazing dress in heels. And obviously that's not you. So how do you go about empowering women? In college, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life at all. Like I did so, went through so many different majors. I'm sure that's not abnormal of trying to figure it out, (laughs) but I, yeah. 
I eventually graduated with a humanities degree, literally the only person in my college because I made that up, like number one in my class, only one ever graduated with that degree because <laughs> yes. I did not know what I wanted to do. And my senior project was to put on the vagina monologues. Have you heard of that? Yes. Yeah. And it was like a very conservative school. And I little did I know that was truly a peek into what my future would be. But obviously I'm just... Go, following my heart, following my passion. And so I remember there were people like protesting, trying to shut it down, but we sold out every single night. And what the vagina monologues is women talking about being a woman, not just the good parts, but like the weird parts and the hard parts and having to shave and being violated and making your way through womanhood. And what I think we do in the turn up is the value is in that it's in all of it it's in mm-hmm. like being a woman is it <laughs> i turn up actually the definition if you go look up the turn up definition it says to be found by chance after being lost i did not know mm. um, when i first coined it turn up it was like turn up the volume on who you are like be loud turn up your voice And to be found after being lost is what I feel like my mission is because as women, we can get, and I think maybe you can relate to this, but we can get lost in being the person or playing the role that we need, we think everyone else needs us to play. And going back to being drained and tired, you, and losing yourself, like, We would do this for kids. We would tell kids in school, take time to figure out what you want. Don't listen to anybody else. Go after your dreams. That's what we tell kids. But then when we become adults, we don't take time to say that we've evolved and changed our minds. And what do we want Mm. now? I think what do you want is one of the hardest questions to ask a woman because I just don't think it's something that they've felt is okay to take time to answer for themselves. And it's almost like if you're not happy with what you have now, then you're not grateful. So I think the movement is going after what you want and also knowing that you exactly as you are right now, the way you just told me, you're Tansy. I I tell other people that, but it is something I do still need to work on. You, who you are, is capable right now of going after that. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I let you guys know you can find Tan on Instagram at Turn Up With Tansy. Is it with or W-I-T? W-I-T-H, with. Okay, with. She ain't from the hood like me. But um, turn up, just kidding. Turn Up With Tansy. And if you go to her link tree, you'll find all of her, like her podcasts. And I just listen to the podcast with you and your dad. It was amazing. I love your intro, by the way. You'll find all of her links. The last thing I want to know, is there a full version to the song that you posted on Instagram? Not yet. Yes, there is. But it's not out yet. So it will okay. be. <laughs> oh, are you going to do a music video? Yes. 100%. Can I please be in it? Stop. I'm dead ass. Oh like, God. I can't do a death drop. You know what I'm saying? Like, these knees are old, but a bitch can dance. And I need, I'm like, oh. I was like, 
Because I'm like looking for this song. I'm like, I want to make up choreography to this. But I was like, I'm going to ask her. Because they say if you don't ask, the answers always no. Oh I want to be gosh. in a music video. I am not going to let you forget that you said that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to. This song is lit. It's so crazy. Y'all. I, only, oh I just, just want to be in a section. You know what I'm saying? I'm speechless. So, yes. <laughs> yes, please. It's fun. Everyone, thank you so much for listening and or watching today. I just think that today's story was empowering to just even me learning about obviously someone following their dreams and making a hard decision to go through a divorce, which is very, very difficult. One of the most impactful things that Tansy talked about was not settling for good and going for great. I think a lot of times we settle for mediocrity and not to say that her life before was mediocre, but I think a lot of times we make the mistake of settling for mediocrity when there are so many incredible and amazing things out there. You do not have to be normal. There's no such thing as normal. Mm. And again, one of the other things we talked about is really just being different and finding your way to be as unique as possible, which we are, is the best way to live your true and most authentic life. I also, Tansy, want to thank you so much for sharing your dad's story because I think a lot of times we hear that kids come out to their parents and knowing that I would say both of your parents, your mom and dad, had to find a way to come out to you and your sister in a way that made you feel comfortable and co-parent in a way that you could find what I think to be absolutely fantastic a way for you to not only love your dad's journey but to love him being unique and to love gay people which is really great for us here at pride and so everyone out there talking about empowering women while i am a man i am all about women feeling empowered and unique and owning the good and the bad and taking all of it to be the best that you can be thank you all for joining and i always say always trust and believe in who you are